What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast, and it's a it's a wrap-up day, and if you are just joining us, we have gone to a new schedule where we are going to be wrapping up series, and we're going to have a new podcast every time that the Yankees wrap up a series, so they wrapped up in Anaheim last night, or should we say in <laughs> Los Angeles of Anaheim, or whatever those crazy angels do. It's it's you know it's funny how they wanted to keep L.A. in their name, and Anaheim really isn't L.A., but they want a court hearing or whatever, right? Didn't they have to go to court for something like that? And Anyway, they wanted to cash in on the L.A. Wanted to be like the Dodgers and have that L.A. and sell a lot more gear because Anaheim just isn't going to do it. And you remember when they were the California Angels? Back in the day, they were the California Angels. Then they went to just Los Angeles, right? And then they said something happened where they legally they couldn't do it. or I, I can't remember the whole thing, but... Ori Moreno, their mo their owner, went and got whatever legal thing he had to get done <laughs> so that they could keep that L.A. in their logo and make more money, uh, supposedly, on merchandise. So the Yankees were in the Los Angeles of Anaheim or whatever it's called. I don't know. But anyway, they take three or four from them. There was some good, some bad, some ugly, and we're going to get into all of that. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back. So let's get into this Angels series. Yankees take three or four, which is fantastic. Great. You win, the, you win it, but there were definitely some holes in it, and... You know, the thing is, this is not the opening day lineup. This is not what the Yankees predicted their opening day lineup was. Everybody knows they're dealing with, it's up to 13 injuries. And Clint Frazier, the latest to go, he has an ankle, he's got a slight tear in his ankle, sliding back into second base. And he said he wanted to go, but the, the next day woke up, and there was discoloration there, so they sent him from MRI, and he's going to be on the IL for, their, I don't know if they've made the official announcement, they said it was going to take about 10 to 14 days, so another disappointment, because Clint Frazier has been playing really well, and I just love that fact, because He's one of my favorite players. He he came on. If you've been listening to the show, you know my son has red hair, so <laughs> so does Clint Frazier. So he I don't know. He instantly became one of my favorites. You know I know it's kind of crazy just to <laughs> like him because of that, but he's got a lot of talent too, and he is backing it up this year. You know, great to see him back after those concussion symptoms last year kept him out and and never fully recovered until supposedly. January 1st is when he started feeling good. So that's scary stuff. That is that is really scary stuff. So glad to see he is back. But 
not glad to see that he went onto the IL with the rest of all the Yankees. It's, it's just really bad. But anyway, this team, they grinded out those wins. And, you know, you can look at it from two different ways. You could say, well, these are the Angels. It's a bad team. The Yankees need to be beating them. But then on the other hand, like I said, you don't have this starting lineup that the Yankees should be should be going with. You you look at this team and it's like a split squad spring training game. You've got what? Maybe two people in there who are going to be everyday starters with the Yankees. So you got to give them a little bit of leeway on this and you got to give them a lot of credit these guys are stepping up and one guy in particular is this Gio Urshela who they got from Cleveland to play third base and his defense is just incredible and he's been getting on base a lot and seems to always be driving in a run scoring a run and I gotta say I hate I hate to say it but his defense is really helping them stay, stay in games. And I look at some of these plays, and I think Miguel Andujar is not going to be making those plays. I, I think a lot of these would have been errors and would have changed the nature of the game. A lot of different key plays there. But really like him, you know, and really love Miguel Andujar. And I think he's got to go into the DH position. I think they got to just let him DH and keep Urshela. He's just, he's phenomenal. He's reminded me of when Scott Brosius came over to the Yankees. Really, really like what he's doing. So, like I said, three out of four. Last night's game was pretty ugly. You know, you had Tanaka giving up a lot of runs. Um, Tarpley gave up some runs. And Joe Harvey, who looked like he was going to be this bright spot for the Yankees, you know, having some early success, he gave up a bunch of runs. But you, you, can't, you can't be unhappy with three out of four. Would have been nice to have the sweep, but Yankees had some nice comebacks this series to win couple of close games there and you just you gotta be happy with where they are another thing that you gotta look out for in this episode is the Mario 5 yep it is that day of the week where we will be doing the Mario 5 so love that some other highlights from the Angel series is Luke Voigt and his on-base streak I don't know what it's at maybe where is he at? It's like 32 or 33 games, and this is dating back, obviously, to last year because they haven't played that many games. And that brings up something that, uh, you know, Major League Baseball, Some there's been some controversy where people say they should not be allowed, like streaks should not be allowed to continue from the year before. And I can kind of see that point, but I'm on the other side of this one. I think streaks should be extended from the year before. It should count, you know? It's, it's, you shouldn't, you should, it should not go against the player because the season ends. And a lot of times it's difficult to pick up where you started last year. So if, whether it's a hit streak or on base streak, it should still continue. 
I, I don't I I dislike people saying, Oh, well it's a new season, it it shouldn't count because like I said, it could be more difficult. Like if a guy is on a streak, if he's on a hitting streak and season ends and then you gotta pick up where you left off the year before, I think it's a little more difficult. You gotta go on that streak again. So Luke Voigt really stepping up. There were a lot of question marks about him, whether he could continue what he was doing last year as an offensive spark plug for the Yankees, and he is doing it. And they've got him in that two-hole and really like that. Maybe they need to keep him in the two-spot and put Judge at the three-spot. I don't know. All these all these analytic tunnel nerds, as everyone, <laughs> as the new term has been <laughs> coming out, which... I think it's hysterical. I don't know. I know that they have all this stuff about your best hitter. Should bat second and third is not such a critical uh, spot, but I don't know. I don't, I don't get that. It, 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 I know the analytics back this up, but it just doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. But you know, Brett Gardner batting third too, and he had a big game the other night, and he is looking good. So Guys are stepping up. They are, are really stepping up. Um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Mike Talkman. Really don't like him in the outfield. He played a ball terribly. If you saw it, it got by him. Went into right field. This was last night, and it's just, it's it's a, his 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 defense is a little bit ugly. And you know, I talked about it. That, that's the second time for Tanaka that he has had a really poor defensive play so they need to I don't know they need to get rid of him and the Yankees did sign Cameron Mabin uh, to a minor league contract so who knows maybe he's going to come up and Talkman's going to be gone not sure not sure where Mabin's been don't really you know I I know of him don't really know a lot about him but we'll see he could be he could be up and you know one, one last point before we get into our next segment, which is the Mario 5, is announcers of other teams. I really, really despise the fact that there is a prejudice against the Yankees. And, you know, I don't know if you're listening to this and are thinking, oh, you know, I'm a big conspiracy, conspiracy theory person, but I'm really not. But if you listen... I was watching some highlights and Gary Sanchez, you know, came out from behind the plate and, and missed the ball and, and, and didn't pick it up. And the Angels announcer, who sounds like he's just like a, some bitter dude, I, I, I don't even want to look him up or give him credit because I didn't like it, but he said something to the effect, to the effect of, Oh, Gary, Gary Sanchez, you know, not known as uh, even close to getting a gold glove. And, like, he totally bashed on Sanchez. And I feel like I never hear any of the Yankees announcers bash other teams, other, other players on other teams. I think they're really fair. And, it, it, you know, it's the second time I've heard something like this and it really irritates me that if I'm watching some highlights, because if I want to rewatch some stuff and sometimes see different angles on things, that it, these these announcers of other teams they're really bitter against the Yankees. I won't say all, but there's a lot out there. 
just like how Miguel Andujar should have won Rookie of the Year last year. But that's a whole nother story that I've already talked about, but <laughs> it's still fresh in my mind. There is definitely an anti-Yankee sentiment, and I don't know. What do you think? Am I, am I completely off base? Do you agree? You could always get in touch with us at email, yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. You can always submit a question or a word for the show and the Mario 5, and you'd always have to put attention Mario so I don't see it. But our other channels to get in touch with us is the Anchor app. You can do, if you're listening on that, you can do voice messaging. You can hear your voice, hear your passion come through on that. Instagram, Yankee Crazy Podcast, and Twitter, Yankee Crazy Pod, and go to our Facebook page and like us. Okay? So that wraps it up. Good series. You know, saw, you know, CC get batted around a little bit. Didn't like that, but Yankees came back. In all of these games, and had some really bright spots looking good. If they can keep up at, you know, it'd be nice to be an over 500 team until they get back to full strength. And then from there, you know, staying close to the Rays, they can, you know, possibly be even be in first place without a full strength squad. So, we will see about that. And, oh, one final point, maybe. I might do some more final points because <laughs> I keep thinking of stuff. But I think that Adovino is being used too much by Aaron Boone. And he got, oh, he got batted around. He actually lost that lead the other night and did not look good. It seemed like they were just waiting on that breaking ball of his. And it, I don't know, maybe they're they're watching video of him because even lefties are just waiting for that pitch and it was coming right in did not have that snap and that movement that he usually has that he's shown early this year so I think think that you know like they went to him a lot early this year and I think that Aaron Boone needs to relax with him a little bit or whoever's running the team (laughs) maybe I should just say the tunnel nerds need to say so you need to hold off on going to him. You know, is Aaron Boone even making any decisions? Everybody says it's Cashman and the Tunnel Nerds, but I don't know. In my mind, I'd like to think that he's doing some decisions, <laughs> right? So Yankees are going into San Francisco, and I believe they're facing Madison Bumgarner tonight, and we'll see what happens with that. It would, you know... <laughs> he's one of the guys that the Yankees, uh, you know, people have said the Yankees should go for. And San Francisco's not having a great year. And who knows? Maybe maybe he's going to blank the Yankees tonight and Cashman's going to get on the phone and be like, I need Bumgarner in this rotation. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, oh, uh, <laughs> another of my final points. Jay Happ early, giving up a lot of home runs. And the other night, too. But he comes back. He makes adjustments. I really like that. Now we just got to get him to stop giving up the long ball early because that's what he seems to do, but then he makes the adjustments. So got to really like that. He did keep them in the game, and that's what he's been doing except for his first, like, what, two or three starts. He did not look good, but he's turning it around. So that 
is going to wrap up the Angels series, and we are going to go into the Mario 5. And then, so they play San Francisco tonight, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then we will be back with you on Monday to wrap up that series. And, you know, like I said, you can always get in touch with us and let us know if there's something that you see in the games that you think we should talk about or you want to ask a question and bring up. We're not doing a consistent mailbag like we were doing in spring training. Maybe we'll get back into that, but feel free. Send us a question or send us anything, any information you want us to talk about. My my aunt, Aunt Franny, she is always sending me articles on the Yankees, and, and she is producing a lot of this show, I got to say. I love it. She's always always sending me stuff to talk about and we discuss and you know, she was right on that judge in injury, you know, texting me. <laughs> so big shout out to her. Love that. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break and get into the Mario 5. Stay tuned. And we are back. And we are coming back to you with the Mario 5. That's right. That's right. It is It's always my favorite segment, I gotta say. Uh, I love it. I love it. Gets me to talk about some crazy Yankee things that I remember, and sometimes we go on some really long tangents about random things, and a lot of people say they like it. A lot of people. We get a lot of positive feedback from this, and if you are just joining us, this is where Mario, our producer, gives me five random words and I have to connect them to the Yankees somehow and a lot of times it's it's a little crazy and we last one was really quick I think we did got really quick so we've got five moves to get back to the Yankees all right so Mario let's get into it let's get into it right now without further delay all right the first word please draft draft well, the NFL draft was last night, and I did not get into the NFL draft this year. Um, last year I did. I was actually, you know, I used to listen to Adam Shine. If you've ever heard him on Sirius XM, or you could watch him on the CBS Sports Network. He does a TV show, but he does a radio show on Sirius XM on the Mad Dog Sports Channel, and He's, first of all, he's a Yankee fan, which I love, and he's, you know, talk about a knowledgeable guy. He is super, super knowledgeable, and was listening to him last year, and he really, he's a lot, lots of football he does, and was really into the draft, and because of him, I knew a lot about what was going on in the draft. This year, I have not, my, since my schedule has changed, I have not been able to listen to him, so I didn't get into it this year. So the draft, well, that, yeah, I don't know, that connection. I got the draft to Adam Shine, and Adam Shine, big Yankee fan, and I spoke to him. I called his show last year right before the season started, and I was doing, he does a, um, he does, what the, he does a segment every day where you can send him into Twitter and answer his question, and, um, you can get the tweet of the day. And I was getting like a few of the tweets of the day. I was trying to be as 
outrageous and funny as I could be. And I got a bunch on there. And that was on my other Twitter handle, which was Stay Stoked Fit, which is my other, another business that I do for uh, fitness and health and fitness and training. So I was on there and I was using that, but maybe I got to go back to listening to him and be on, uh, be at Yankee Crazy Podcast. Although it's Yankee Crazy Pod. And you see that, you know, Twitter shortens it down. You know, I can't do podcast on there because they only do a limit of, what is that? How many were, how many letters is that? 15? So that was the same with the, my other Stay Stoked Fit. It was supposed to be Stay Stoked Fitness. But anyway, that's where I'm going with the draft. So it was draft, NFL draft, me listening to Adam Shine last year, and him being a big Yankees fan and me getting on there. And that was last year's when I had spoken to him about the Greg Bird injury. And, oh, man, I was... Uh, last year, I was such a big Greg Bird fan. I was I thought he was going to be the key to their lineup. I thought he was going to come back healthy and just have a monster, monster year for them. And <laughs> he got hurt. Then he came back, and he just didn't. And they stuck with him, as you know. And now this year, he got hurt. And they brought up Mike Ford, who had his first hit this week, first home run, and he's a big dude. And I guess his story is pretty cool. He was undrafted and signed as a free agent with the Yankees. I got to find out more about him because I, I really, I, I don't know, I like that dude. He he just seems like he is part of this grinding team right now of the Yankees and probably doing better than what Greg Bird would do. I got to see what his average is. I haven't looked at his stats but he's he's kind of like Luke Voigt Jr. He's kind of like big dude like Luke Voigt. And I got to say, Luke Voigt looks in fantastic shape. I, you know, I, I already said this early in the year. When he came into spring training, he looked good. And now he's looking even more ripped. And, and he's really showing amazingness. So he's taking his job seriously. He... he uh, Luke Voigt is, is really... In the, you know, he's doing such a great job. And they... You know, when he first came over to the Yankees, the the story on him was that every level, wherever he went, he could hit. And he's proven it now. He is really stepping up and, you know, carrying the Yankees in, on some of these games. So, great to see. So, that's where we're going with draft. And I don't know. I didn't, like I said, I didn't even get into the draft. I don't know who anybody picked, but... I actually did read Twitter this morning, and you know, like I was just talking, Adam Shine said that the Jets won the draft. So I got to look into that, see what happened with the Jets. So let's move on. That's it. That was kind of a crazy, convoluted one, but <laughs> it's all good. Okay, Mario, the next word, please. Pit. Pit. Well, I guess first I was thinking of like pit like in a fruit, and maybe could do that. Fruit reminds me of strawberry. Daryl Strawberry played for the Yankees, as we know, right? Well, you know, strawberries don't have pits. They've got those little, like, things on the outside, but there's no pits in strawberries, so... <laughs> so never mind that one. Um, although that is... It could technically go that way. But Pitt, um, Brad Pitt played... Uh, Billy Bean of the Oakland A's in, in Moneyball and 
Billy Bean is, uh, well, no, I should say the Yankees are playing the A's soon, right? I think they're playing, I don't think they play him this, this trip, right? Or do they? Do they go to Seattle? Do they play San Fran? No, because they go back home. Sorry, got a lot of, got this inner dialogue going on on the outside. But Yankees play San Fran, and then they go to Arizona. That's what they do. They go to Arizona, and then they come back to Yankee Stadium to take on the Twins. And the Twins are actually doing pretty well this year. I was kind of shocked to see their record. And the A's, I don't know what the A's are doing this year. I do know that they're having a new, um, supposedly, new stadium built. They got really nice drawings of the of the stadiums and what the stadium and what it's going to look like. They're making this whole big park and I guess they've been waiting for a new stadium for years and years and years, but we could that's that is the way we're going to go with that one, right? That's that's legitimate. Well, I don't know. I'd say everything's legitimate in this if I can <laughs> get it to the Yankees, but Pitt, Brad Pitt, Billy Bean in Moneyball and uh, the Oakland A's and you know, it was kind of crazy that Billy Bean almost went to the Red Sox, but then they took, um, who went there? Um, or did they just bring in, uh, what's his name, Theo Epstein? And, ugh, man, Theo Epstein. He was kind of like the, the mastermind of the Red Sox winning, which oh, I can't stand. I can't stand that the Red Sox have have had a lot of success. And that's why, that's that's another big reason that the Yankees need to, follow up their World Series win in 2018 with a Yankees World Series win in 2019. We re- seriously, we, re- we desperately need it. Really, really need it. This this has gone on way too long for the Yankees not winning a World Series and I know. I'm I'm a I'm a, a spoiled Yankees fan. That's right. <laughs> not really. I was I was with them through the 80s, which was ugh, pretty pathetic end of the 80s, early 90s, then they turned it around and then yeah the glory years of the 90s and early 2000s. But, you know, 2009, last time. Yankees won a World Series. It's it's way, way long overdue. All right, Mario, the next word, please. Graphics. Graphics. Well, the first thing I think of is graphics is, I remember being a kid and wondering how they even made graphics, like, like, uh, you know, when the Yankees used to be on WPIX, used to be on free TV. Do you remember that? My goodness. It's crazy with all these uh, cable and pay TVs. But you used to be able to see the Yankees in New York on Channel 11. Yankees would go on. And then afterwards, the Honeymooners. Honeymooners would always go on. Or, or the Odd Couple. <laughs> That's how I actually started watching those two shows, was being a kid. And the Yankees would go over. It was a great... Uh, lead-in for those shows. <laughs> yep, WPIX, and they would play, would they do the odd couple in, in rain delays? Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, where were we going? Oh, the graphics. <laughs> it's a tangent. I used to wonder how they did those graphics. And, you know, speaking of graphics, I know where we could go with this one. My brother, uh, did I bring this up? He I, recently he he watches Yankeeography and he's like taking pictures of the screen, and it, they had the nineteen. What was it? Seventy six was it seventy six when Ch- Chambliss hit the home run, 
to send them into the playoffs? Or no, against Kansas City to win that series? I can't remember. But he was watching one of the Yankeeographies of the Yankees, and he's sending me all these pictures. And one of them is, no, it wasn't Chambliss because it was Reggie. Reggie is running through the crowd. And it's so crazy how people used to be able to jump onto the field and run around. And you see Reggie take out some people, and he did. My brother, of course, knowing that I'm a Nettles fan, took a picture of Greg Nettles. And the graphics up there are so crazy how, how they're so basic. But at the time, they were probably like the biggest cutting-edge thing in the world. <laughs> it's just so, so dated uh, being from 1977, 78. But... Yeah, it's it's we've come a long way with graphics and you know, you see them now. You if you put those two up next to each other, like it sh- would show it had like obviously his name Greg Nettles and I think they had position. They might not have even had third base. I got I got to look that up again. And then it would be like their average maybe or probably not even average cuz they didn't update them. I feel like it would just be what they did. It would be like one for two and do single. <laughs> You know, now they update the average every time a guy comes up to bat. It's it's pretty wild, and you know the graphics that they can do now is just it's extraordinary, and it's uh, it's awesome for us if you if you like looking at all that stuff. It's good to see. Although I gotta say, one one pet peeve I have is with this, and maybe because you can look up stats in in seconds on your phone, but I don't like when they don't put up the graphic on the TV as soon as a guy comes up to bat of what he's done, what his average is. And I feel like sometimes, watch for this, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it again this year, because I'm not sure if I've been taking note of it. But a lot of times when a guy comes up, I want to see his, you know, his stats for the game come up right away, see what his average is. And sometimes they don't even show it in an at-bat. I feel like there's there's no... Uh, definitive time that they put it up. Maybe I'm wrong. I gotta look at it. I gotta look at it again. But sometimes I'm a little irritated because I'm like, oh man, what? what I wanted to see what his average was. And I know I can look it up on my phone, but that's another step that I don't want to do. <laughs> so that's graphics. We got through graphics. Pretty, pretty. Well, there was there was some convoluted stories in there. Lots of tangents in there. <laughs> but all right, Mario, we're nearing the end. The next word, please. Super. Super. Hmm. Well, first thing I think is Superman and trying to think of the Superman movie, like the back in the day Superman movie with uh, Christopher Reeve. And I was thinking, did he fly over Yankee State? No, because he wasn't in New York. He was in Metropolis. Superman is in Metropolis, which is interesting because DC, DC Comics, does just made up cities like Batman is in Gotham City, Superman is in Metropolis, and but Marvel, Marvel Comics does real cities like Spider Man is in New York City, and Spider Man uh, is in Queens, I think Forest Hills, right? I'm pretty sure that's where Spider Man is originally from. So it's interesting because here's a little here's a little uh, comic book knowledge. If you if I don't know if I've spoken about, it, but I'm a big comic book fan. Love love comic books. And Stanley, when he just passed away in when did he? It was was it this year? I think this year. 
or if it was, it was the end of last year. I think it was this year, maybe January, February. But Stan Lee was different with Marvel than DC Comics because he gave superheroes like real problems that they had to deal with where in DC Comics, Batman and Superman, like, you know, they had little things, but he made characters more real, like with Spider-Man. He gave Spider-Man a whole backstory about being a student and having a lot, you know, lots of issues, personal issues that he would have to deal with where Batman, you know, yeah, his parents died and uh, that was a backstory of his. But in those old comics, Batman never really had any big personal problems. They didn't really do a lot about that. They started doing it later and really getting into the mental aspect of it. But Stan Lee did that with a lot of comic books that he created, and, and especially Spider-Man, where he gave them real problems and it was more real to life. And that was one of the big things that pushed Marvel up to the top in the comic book world. So where are we going with this? We were so oh, super. We were on super, so we go on a, on a tangent to Stan Lee. But let's see, super. You know, one thing I did not like in the uh, Spider-Man comics is that I believe, was Spider-Man supposed to be a Mets fan? Was Peter Parker a Mets fan? He, he was from Queens, but, you know, well, I, was, I was born in Queens. I was, I was technically came into this world in Queens, and I'm not a Mets fan, but <laughs> thankfully, you know, having, having uh, my family be from the Bronx, had to be a Yankee fan, so... I guess I was only in, in Queens for a little bit <laughs> of my life, and then we, le- <laughs> then we got out to Long Island. But still, there is usually like a, a, a location, locational thing of being a fan of a, a team like the Mets, if you're obviously from Queens. Uh, although Joe Torre, Joe Torre was from Brooklyn and was not a Brooklyn Dodger fan. He was a Yankee fan, which is... Kind of crazy. He talks about that being like the only Yankee fan on his block. So, Joe Torre, Yankee manager. Did we get there with that? That was that was kind of related. It was kind of a crazy tangent. We went from Superman to <laughs> Spider Man to Joe Torre. I guess it's not that much of a stretch. So, yeah, we did it. We did it. Wasn't even thinking about it. It was going to be more about the Yankees and um, uh, Spider Man uh, being a Mets fan, but. And I don't even know how the Mets are doing. I actually, you know what? That's a lie. I did look up how they were doing because I was wondering about Cano. I was wondering what Robinson Cano is doing, and I I have not checked his stats, but last I saw he was not doing so great, but maybe I'm completely making that up. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to check Cano's stats because it would be interesting. But the Yank- the Mets, they're above 500, and I think they, I think they are tied for first with the Phillies. But anyway, let's get back to the Yankees and let's get back to the final word of the Mario 5 this week. Note. Note. Hmm. Wow. Well, I was thinking note, notebook, notebook, and and made me think of binder, right? Kind of like school supplies. Remember they called... Joe Girardi, Binder Joe, 
because he would like have this big binder with all the analytics and he would be looking it up. Um, and people hated that. They thought he just managed from the binder and matchups and, and didn't go with his gut. And that could be true because he was a big analytics guy. And I wonder at that point, you know, that was when analytics were in the game, obviously, but did Joe Girardi have the tunnel nerds like Aaron Boone has? I don't know. I feel like I feel like Joe Girardi managed a little bit more with with feel. And I feel like he you know, went with those matchups and he did have his binder and but I feel like he he did a little bit more with feel. Although a lot of people just couldn't stand that he had that binder, calling him Binder Joe, and just managed from that and didn't didn't really go with feel. So it's interesting. You kind of had this metamorphosis of the Yankees managers. You had Joe Torrey, who was all about feel. I don't know, did, were there even analytics then? I'd, I'd be curious as to know when really like teams started getting the analytics department. And was it, was it with... Uh, who we mentioned already, Moneyball, Billy Bean. Is that when it happened? If you watch the movie, that other actor, that dude, um, he's a pretty funny dude. I can't remember his name, but he um, was like the, the analytics nerd and he brought all this information to Billy Bean and then the A's go on to start winning. And then it took over baseball. So what year was that? I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyway, the metamorphosis from Joe Torrey, who from what I know, is all about feel. And then you've got, you know, Joe Torre's analytics department was uh, Don Zimmer. And a lot of people credit Don Zimmer with really being aggressive and giving amazing guidance to Joe Torre when he had a decision to make. And if you notice, I when Don Zimmer was not bench coach anymore, when he left, Yankees, I believe, didn't win any World Series after that, right? We got to look at the Zimmer timeline because they got, who was it? Don Mattingly took over as bench coach, right? Before, and then he went to L.A. to be their manager. But Don Zimmer, he, he was a really key part of Joe Torre's staff. So he was the analytics department, <laughs> which is awesome. Love Zimmer. But then you go to Joe Torre, Joe Girardi, who was maybe a combo of the both, combo of the analytics and the feel, seemed to be more of the analytics at the end, and then you go to Aaron Boone, who is all analytics, and, you know, who knows, like I keep mentioning, who knows how much he really is managing, so it's interesting, it is interesting the way baseball is going, like I always say, I want it to go back more to a feel feeling like Joe like Joe Torrey Joe Torrey I know I talk about this a lot but I love it he would have a feel and he'd put in Chad Curtis to play left field and then he'd have a monster game and everyone's like oh my goodness how did he do it he's got the Midas touch so really love that aspect of the game and loved how Joe Torrey just would play the hot hand in the streak and a lot of people are bashing the Yankees now that they have so many rest days for a lot of these guys, and some guys will be on a hot streak and they'll rest them, and and you know, fans get up in arms and they're like, oh, "What are they doing resting them? The guy's on a hot streak." And 
I agree. I agree with that. You got to play the hot hand. But like I said, analytics has taken over the game. So we are going to end it there. So like I said, Yankees going into play the Giants at, they just renamed the field. It was AT&T Park. Now it's, did Oracle get involved? Is it like Oracle Park? I don't know. This just happened this year. But either way, hope you get to watch the games. It is a night game tonight, and then you got two day games. So stay tuned. Stay watching the Yankees. Stay focused on championship number 28 in 19. And let's go Yankees. <laughs> All right, guys. That is it. I usually I, I should have ended it right there, but I didn't feel like it was it was right. I didn't get the feel. See, I'm doing I'm doing the feel, not analytics. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Stay tuned and let's go Yankees.